I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Slip into a virtual dress or your cyber sneakers and put on some digital makeup because we're about to strutter stuff down the runway of meta fashion. We're about to talk about fashion in the metaverse. Personally, this episode excites me beyond belief because most of the work I've done on metaverse projects have been with clients in the fashion and beauty industry. I could literally have a whole podcast season dedicated to just fashion as things are moving quite fast in that space. Beyond its use as a protection for our human bodies, Fashion is about communication. We use it to signal what role we play in society, what tribes we belong to, and how we're feeling on the inside. But what do we wear when we're freed from the constraints of things like washability and wearability? In other words, what will you wear in the metaverse? Hi, I'm Kathy Hackle, and I'll be your runway coach as we explore the metaverse and its impact on brands, society, and culture. You're listening to Episode 7, Fashion's Future Moment. So far in this season, we've talked about a number of metaverse moments. Events that have really time-stamped the development of the metaverse we're heading into. When I look back at everything that has happened in fashion over the past few months, it feels like years. And there are a few metaverse moments that come to mind. In today's episode, a digital dress sells for $9,500. Whoa, yikes. The digital revolution has brought us voice assistants, self-driving cars, and robotic assistants in grocery stores. The last thing we would ever have to expect to go digital is clothing, yet here we are. The world's first digital dress has recently been sold for $9,500 at an auction at the Ethereal Summit in New York. Dutch startup recently sold a dress called Iridescence on the Ethereum cryptocurrency blockchain. Since it's a blockchain digital asset, the unique existence of the garment makes it not only a, quote, article of clothing, but also a form of cryptocurrency. 2D garment pattern cutting, 3D design, and rendering software make the garment look flowy and sparkly as if it's real, but the dress will be sold only online. It was May 2019 when Dutch startup The Fabricant made a splash on the scene with the debut of their iridescence dress. Named after its sheer quality, iridescence was a luminous cape-like gown that glowed with highlights of purple. It was created in collaboration with digital artist Johanna Jaskowska, who is famous for her augmented reality face filters on Instagram. This digital asset was the first of its kind to be auctioned on the blockchain. It sold for $9,500 
and was delivered by digitally tailoring the dress onto the photos of the buyer. Amber J. Sluton, the creative director at The Fabricant, wrote the following about the iridescence dress. A new cult is rising. The digital world is coming and we are no longer bound to physical space. For many of us who are watching the fashion industry, it was this sale that made us rethink what is valuable in fashion and what can fashion be when it's divorced from physics and explored only as a creative expression. I often ask the question, is direct to avatar the next direct to consumer? And I believe that that is a very important question to ask. Something that digital fashion has over physical fashion, it's way more sustainable and it's way more scalable. And we are true believers that the digital fashion industry will be much, much bigger than the physical fashion industry. That's Carrie Murphy from The Fabricant. As Carrie explained in our episode on identity, digital fashion gives people the opportunity to explore identity in a whole new way. It also, in some ways, turns the traditional luxury model on its head. We say that we are creating the wardrobe for the metaverse. Essentially, we want to dress all the avatars of the metaverse with our high-end luxury clothing. And of course, some people are quite allergic to the word fashion and quite allergic to the word luxury because it typically means exclusive and non-accessible. But what digital fashion allows for is that accessibility and allowing everybody to take part of it. If you have a a $1,000 Louis Vuitton shirt, not many people can have that. So it allows you to easily differentiate from the rest. But in the metaverse, you can do that even more through accessibility, through low cost. That, you know, for 20 bucks, you can have your unique item that nobody else has. The rise of digital fashion, in some ways, has democratized the experience of fashion creation. And the metaverse has leveled the playing field for independent designers to compete. And that's exactly how contemporary women's wear brand Hanifa made a splash in June of 2020. That's music from Hanifa's Pink Label Congo collection, a debut collection that was showcased digitally on Instagram. No, it wasn't just a live stream of a real-life runway show. It was an entirely 3D-generated experience. While fashion weeks around the world were being canceled due to the coronavirus, Hanifa member leveraged the tools available to her to ensure that the show and the runway went on. While designers have been using 3D tools to generate designs for years, what was new was bringing that behind-the-scenes experience directly to audiences to consume on Instagram, without the clothes even being made in physical form. For many, it was another Metaverse fashion moment to remember. For Megan McDowell, her Metaverse fashion moment to remember was when Scandinavian retailer Carlings released an entirely digital collection. It was done as a marketing tool for drawing attention to their new e-commerce site. I think for me, that is the collection that really started my coverage of digital fashion and blending this idea of digital and physical and like changing what we think of when we think of realities. McDowell is the senior innovation editor at Vogue Business, a B2B publication from Condé Nast. She outlines how there are two camps of digital fashion companies. Those legacy companies that are experimenting with digital, like Gucci and Ralph Lauren, and digital native companies that focus exclusively on virtual items like the Fabricant, Artifact, and the Dematerialized. I think the metaverse 
is going to to impact the fashion industry on a scale that is comparable to the advent of the mobile web and social media. If you look at what happened with social media, it was pretty controversial that fashion bloggers were sitting front row at runways. And brands, you know, when they started embracing Instagram and when they started hiring social media managers, like that was a real shift and that was a real signifier that this was an important industry. It wasn't threatening. And even if it was threatening, they had to participate or they were going to be left in the dust. When we're talking about metaverse brands and who's leading, I see basically two kind of camps. There's the legacy heritage, quote unquote, traditional luxury fashion brands. And then there are the digital first natives. Those are the two primary camps who are leading the conversation when it comes to metaverse projects. I was recently on a panel with her for the Bogue Business Summit on fashion's role in the metaverse. I did it alongside Christina Wooden from Roblox and Rachel Waller from Burberry. It was one of the most delightful discussions I've been a part of on this topic. I love innovation. I'm a very curious person. And what I think that this can do for a heritage brand, it can bring it ahead into today's world. It can give it a new dimension. It can give a new dimension that's all over that anybody can uh, relate to. Anybody can check. Anybody can be part of that storytelling, if you wish, or participate to it. That's Laudomia Pucci, the daughter of Emilio Pucci. She was the VP and image director at Pucci. The Italian luxury brand recently sold to LVMH. She's now the president of Emilio Pucci Heritage. Recently, Emilio Pucci Heritage launched a 360-degree virtual tour powered by Matterport of the Palazzo Pucci, the ancestral home where the brand's archives are stored, and a masterpiece all on its own. It's an extraordinary way of democratizing history, culture, and giving it a twist by which younger people can feel part of it. So, you know, it's not just a passive way of seeing history, but it's an active way. And I think that's really what excites me today and I'm trying to discover. Ralph Lauren is another luxury brand that's no stranger to digital experimentation as well. In August of 2020, the brand teamed up with Snapchat to allow users to style their avatars, or bitmojis, in the brand's signature fashion. I asked Alice Delahunt, Ralph Lauren's chief digital and content officer, to walk me through how they're thinking about AR as a gateway to the metaverse. I believe that Snap is one of the most innovative platforms in the world right now and are in prime position to capitalize on AR becoming more ubiquitous. They've almost 300 million daily active users, many of which are using augmented reality on a daily basis. And this has a lot of ramifications in terms of learning from consumer behavior, but also how people want to express themselves on these platforms because they also own and host the largest avatar um, community in the world, which is Bitmoji. So as part of an innovation partnership we brokered with them, we launched and it was our first foray into digital fashion, but a Ralph Lauren by Bitmoji collection. We really enjoyed this and I would call it a proof of concept. Today, there are tens of millions of avatars wearing Ralph Lauren on their Bitmoji, expressing themselves through whichever style they selected. And we've had a billion try-ons, over a billion try-ons of the product itself. We really, again, wanted to treat this like a collection launch. So to celebrate the launch of Bitmoji and capitalizing on Snap's unique um, AR platform, we hosted a live stream concert with the Grammy Award winning 
artist Chance the Rapper, who was also proudly wearing Ralph Lauren at the Met Gala last night. And what we did was built out an augmented reality waiting room for the live stream itself. Bear in mind that this was in 2020 and it was also at the height of COVID. We built an augmented reality through a portal lens, the Chicago flagship store where Chance is from. And we infused it with really key design elements that were added in collaboration with Chance. We welcome guests into the space and we ask them to check out the Bitmoji wardrobe, including the iconic Polo Stadium jacket that Chance wore. And um, you could sample some of Chance's music. You could share your sounds socially, dive into the RL50 book and get inspirational quotes from Ralph. And at the height of the pandemic, when our stores were closed, almost a quarter of a million people walked into this space. So what we really wanted to do was look at this digital fashion and digital product launch holistically and celebrate it. Earlier this year, Ralph Lauren teamed up with Cepedo, an avatar-based social network, to offer a digital-only fashion line for purchase. I actually was the person that introduced Ralph Lauren's team to the team at Cepedo. Cepedo is the largest metaverse in APAC. It's really popular among Gen Z and has one of the most comprehensive in-app marketplaces in the world, we believe, with over a billion goods sold on the platform. You cannot ignore those numbers. APAC is obviously a hugely important market for us and their adoption of digital payment methods has always been ahead of the Western curve. So it kind of felt like a perfect place to experiment. What we did with Cepedo and in partnership with Cepedo is we designed a Ralph Lauren world on their platform. It has three spaces to it. It's got our iconic Madison Avenue store, a store that is visited as a tourist destination by global and domestic tourists in the US. We built a Ralph's coffee environment and also we situated it in the iconic Central Park, another incredible location that sits at the core of the brand too. We wanted to ensure it's interactive and experiential so you can go into the metaverse and you can go into our world, experiment, take a selfie, rent a boat, pour yourself a cup of coffee, sit at the table and have a chat, try on some clothes. We designed 12 looks for our, our um, world of Cepedo with 50 unique items. We designed vintage looks, current looks and even exclusive Cepedo items. Gucci is a luxury brand that's no stranger to digital experimentation. It was an early adopter of e-commerce in a landscape where the general attitude was that you couldn't sell luxury through a website. And it was among the first brands to offer virtual outfits to avatars in Bitmoji and Roblox. I spoke with Robert Trefuse, the Executive Vice President of Brand and Customer Engagement at Gucci, to find out how the luxury company is thinking about the next big shift in virtual. I think that if you consider the last uh, 18 months and the acceleration that COVID has um, brought upon the world in terms of digital first prioritization, this is kind of the attitude that we adopt when we think about the digital landscape. So as we consider opportunities that emerge, as the digital landscape evolves, I would say that we're, generally speaking, a brand that is an early adopter of new technology. And time and time again, that ability and that willingness to adopt new opportunities that innovative technology provides us has proven to be successful in terms of the way it is enabling us to engage more deeply with our community and also ultimately it's uh, proving successful in terms of driving our business momentum. 
I asked them about the relationship between fashion, culture, and the metaverse. And I think today more than ever about the two-way relationship between an adjacent cultural phenomenon. So you have to think about how fashion is potentially influencing the metaverse and how the metaverse and what it represents is also now potentially influencing fashion. And that is the same dual relationship that exists and has existed for a long time with film, with music, with art. So I think progressively what's exciting is that the gaming world, the gaming metaverse, is creating a connection with fashion and it's bringing to life some beautiful collaborations that see, as I say, this two-way influence exchange. Another fashion metaverse moment was when Gucci collaborated with Roblox to launch its Gucci Garden. This was an in-game experience that invited Roblox players to roam around themed rooms and purchase limited edition Gucci assets. Here's Craig Donato, the chief business officer at Roblox. Our relationship with Gucci has naturally evolved over time. It started in the beginning with working with them, Gucci apparel and handbags and, and a variety of their merchandise, and to bring it into the metaverse, selling it in our and giving it away and selling it in our avatar marketplace. And that was hugely successful. And that inspired them to kind of go one step deeper. And they were doing the Gucci Garden, which is this big fashion event in Florence. And they thought, how cool would it be to enable that to exist in the metaverse? So rather than just simply reaching thousands of people in Florence, they could reach millions of people in the metaverse. So they created a digital representation of the Gucci Garden where they gave away and sold limited items and really just created a really fun, interesting experience that really authentically embodied the experience in Florence. And again, that was phenomenally successful. Anecdotally, one of the things that came out of that was they sold uh, limited run handbags. And in the secondary market, those digital handbags were selling more than the physical handbags that they were modeled after. So it was quite successful how well the community reacted and engaged with, with Gucci Gardens. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. In addition to luxury brands, as Megan mentioned, there are also digital native brands that are pioneering fashion in the metaverse. Sneakers are the new main status driver fashion item you can wear. All the sneakers kind of like look at the same. And what happens when we bring gaming aesthetics and gaming concepts to sneakers? Benoit Pagodo is the co-founder of Artifact. Some have hailed them as the supreme of the metaverse. And the company is just getting started. 
we did NFTs at the time when I was still at Fanatic to test it out. And that's when we saw that people were actually really reacting well to that because we really thought that there was we were appointed in generations where people who grew up with gaming and started to really be interested by street culture and fashion was really overlapping. But then like the big first milestone we did was when we did our first uh, sneaker NFT. It was the cyber sneaker that we did uh, inspired by the cyber truck of, of Tesla. The Artifact Cyber Sneakers are another metaverse fashion moment. Designed to look like Tesla's Cybertruck, this pair of virtual sneakers mimic the concept car's bulky body and stainless steel sheet metal exterior. The sneakers were photoshopped onto a picture of Elon Musk at the 2018 Met Gala, and then sold as a virtual item on Super Rare. That's when we really understood that it was like really the perfect medium for us to use and really get in this community because the cool thing with crypto and all the NFT things that everything started with art and artists, it's like the first vertical that really embraced it because you already had as well these mechanics of collectors within the art market. And, and we thought it was great because we really got ingrained in the community since the early days. I think when we understand the fashion can and will become dematerialized and that we spend a significant amount of time in spaces that are not physical and we build relationships with people in places that are not physical, we understand there is a need for curation and for experience and for personalization and for personal expression in those places. And that's where the power of digital fashion comes in. That's Marjorie Hernandez co-founder and managing director at Luxo and the co-founder of The Dematerialized. Luxo is a blockchain infrastructure providing a series of standards and solutions for physical and digital consumer goods. And The Dematerialized is a destination for digital fashion. What we understand though, that is a big problem in the web and in, in gaming as, as of now, is the fact that we don't own the goods, but we are just giving access to them. So when we purchase a digital good online, when we purchase an in-game asset, whatever it might be, we know we don't really have the ownership of that good. We know we have access, and if that game will ever disappear or if the provider will ever leave, then we don't have the ownership anymore. And then we understand the more money, the more time we are spending in those virtual spaces, that ownership is really paramount. And that accessibility, regardless of the platform, it has to be platform agnostic. It needs to be 100% in control of the user. So those are massive problems. And we joke at Loxo that we are solving problems that people don't know yet they have, because I think it is not something that has yet become part of the of the kind of like the global or the collective cultural conversation around the fact that we don't own our, our digital assets most, most times. What Hernandez is referring to is the challenge of interoperability, which if you've been listening to the season has been a major theme. How can we ensure that the virtual items we're purchasing in one digital space can carry over to the next? How can we retain ownership of our digital assets even if one platform shuts down? In addition to brands that are native to the metaverse, there are also hybrid brands that blend physical clothing while pushing the limits of digital experimentation. I'm Charlie. Um, I'm the founder of Charlie Cohen, which is a, a fashion brand that I launched back in 2012. And even back then, I realized that fashion wasn't just about product. It was really about world building as well. So I was really fascinated by how I could create a, a digital world and these digital concepts around the actual clothes. If ever there was a brand that blended Gen Z sensibilities with amazing street style, Charlie Cohen would be it. Probably about 
five or six years ago, I started to become acquainted with virtual reality and augmented reality. Um, and that provided me with a really exciting way to bring these kind of multi-sensory experiences um, into fashion and also a way to be able to reach customers and give them something special without it requiring a physical location because I was doing things like London Fashion Week, Paris Fashion Week and obviously you know it's very very exclusive, very uh, geo-specific and I really wanted to find a way to have this more accessible experience. So from working in XR I started working more with the gaming industry, um, which was a very natural evolution because the aesthetic of the product very much kind of inspired by Tokyo street style really kind of goes along with anime and gaming culture. So started working with the gaming industry to bring their world into the physical world through products and events and also working to create in-game. So by the time the kind of NFTs started to become, I guess, more widely understood and used within the tech community. So how can brands who aren't already in the metaverse get started? A good way to start experimenting with blending physical and digital realities is augmented reality. For that, I turned to Carolina Arguelles Navas from Snap. It's important to note that Snap is not using the term metaverse, but are focused on the term augmented reality. AR is the greatest opportunity to improve the way that people shop, are entertained, search, travel. It's the most personal, immersive technology that you can apply to those behaviors because it's rooted in you, your physical body, your physical place, home environment. So if we start with shopping and fashion, there was a ton of friction that existed in shopping before the advent of e-commerce. You were limited to the stores that you could drive or walk to. And the biggest shift and improvement that Web 2.0 provided was it brought this accessibility and convenience to shopping that didn't exist before. Shop from anywhere, shop from any brand at any time and receive items quickly. And to do this, we focused on transitioning the physical store into a feed of products, a list of organized and displayed in such a way that it made it easy and scalable to push them to online websites. But this also had some challenges <laughs> by optimizing towards this convenience, this scalable way to organize your information on the Internet from a brand's perspective. It also changed the way that people shop and provided and created other types of friction. Like what you're looking at is idealized photos of models wearing those clothes, which may not look like what you might see yourself in. It's also very sometimes devoid of branding at all. Remove the name at the top of a retail website and you're likely hard-pressed to differentiate between one brand or another. Compare that to the physical store before it, where the displays, the employees, the smell, all represent a brand and formulate an emotional connection when you're in that store. And so while the advent of e-commerce solved so many problems, it created others as well. When we think about AR and the opportunity for AR for fashion in particular, we see it as so incredible because it brings the aspects of convenience and utility to the physical store, but also solves many of the problems that were created online. We believe that we need a transition from a feed of products to a mirror with moving the shopper at the center of the shopping experience rather than just the product in a idealized model image. 
And the camera allows us to do this. In exchange for doing that, it's increasing conversion rate to go buy because people feel like it's actually their style and it looks good. It's reducing return rates. It's extending the time that shoppers are spending with a brand. It's enabling shared experiences and social commerce with people. And in the future, it's even opening up an entirely new industry of digitally enhanced fashion where you're not just buying that black coat, you can buy that black coat with three different effects that you can wear at different times or even digital only fashion. And while the latter part is still something that's very nascent and new, although we're seeing it with some of our incredible AR fashion designers on Snapchat, there's a lot of that other part that I talked about with this utility of trying on products and creating emotional connection. That's not the future, it's happening now. We're seeing thousands of campaigns from brands with AR experiences on Snapchat. And we've invested so much on making those experiences easier and faster and more realistic to create from true size eyewear so that the sunglasses are actually accurately going to display what it will look like on your face size and shape to real time cloth simulation so that when someone is trying on a digital garment, it actually moves the way that it would in real life with gravity to 3D body mesh so that we could really better and accurately detect your body. These are all some of the things that we're investing in because we believe it's so important and it's driving incredible results. Some of the results include a 6.2x return on ad spend, like Dior did with their product try-on on Snap, or reaching 20 million people with their AR try-on campaigns like Gucci. I recently launched a LinkedIn learning course called AR Marketing Strategies, where I walk marketers through how they can level up and use augmented reality to augment their marketing. The course is available now. So if you think it's of interest, go check it out. Another great place to start is 3D. For that, I turn to Mike Toner, the Chief Marketing Officer at 3DM. 3DM helps brands up their e-commerce game by turning physical products into 3D assets. Recently, 3DM powered a digital fashion editorial series for Burberry on Farfetch. 3D sits right at the intersection of this blending of the physical and the digital. You can move around the product, zoom in, swirl, zoom out, put it in AR. It's just unlocking this immersive shopping experience to be as close to the physical product as you can possibly be without touching it. And so when we talk about the blending of the physical and the virtual, sometimes it is a blend. Sometimes you're not going to be able to cross that chasm. And this is as close as we think you can get in an e-commerce experience. Another option is to collaborate with an existing proto-metaverse. Craig Donato from Roblox explains the different entry points for brands wanting to get involved with the platform. There are three main buckets of things that we do with brands. And I'll go from the, the least complicated to the most complicated. So the first is brands can create gear, clothing, which can be sold in our avatar marketplace. And I think this is significant for brands for two reasons. One is if I'm Vans and I start selling t-shirts and gear and backpacks and people wear that, what an amazing, like we just talked about earlier, how important everyone's identity is on their avatar. If they actually elect to put some branded gear on their avatar, that is quite a significant statement in terms of how they're associating that brand with their identity. Moreover, if they do that, they're not only 
sharing that kind of affinity for the brand, they're also showing it off to all their friends, right? So I think this is a, a pretty significant opportunity for brands to think about how they want to provide gear, clothing for people to put on their avatars as a form of brand engagement for their fans. The second thing that we've done with brands are promotional events like we did with Gucci around Gucci Garden or we've done with some musical artists like Zara Larsson or some other, I can give you some more examples, but there are kind of moment in time experiences on Roblox, right? So people can come to listen to Zara Larsson release her new songs or they can see the new fashion trends in the Gucci Garden. And these worlds will be up and they'll last for maybe a few weeks because of their promotional nature. And I'll contrast that to the last thing, which is brands that create a persistent presence in the metaverse, right? So uh, the most recent example of this is Vans, where they built this fully interactive experience with a skate park and clothing and all sorts of things. And Vans is, is looking at this not as a promotional, a point in time promotional opportunity, but how do they actually establish a presence for their fans in the metaverse? And this is, I'd say, by far the most evolved view, but it's the most intensive because I think the correct metaphor here is a social media metaphor. You wouldn't create an Instagram account and then do a few posts and then abandon it, right? You're having to figure out how am I going to create a ongoing presence on Instagram and think about how I want to produce content and produce an experience that engages our fans or our customers. And the same thing is true here. So Vans is working with, you know, to figure out how do we update and provide all sorts of new things in this experience over time. These things aren't mutually exclusive. So like taking advancing, they could have a persistent presence. They could also do promotional events in their world and they are selling and giving away gear in their world. So these are all kind of components to an overall presence, but you don't have to tackle everything at once. You know, I think for a brand to get started, for them to start by building a world with a persistent presence may be too much for folks because it is a big commitment. I think that's eventually where everyone gets to, but I think people need to walk their way there. And of course, Roblox isn't the only digital platform. I also asked Epic's Rafaela Camera, their head of brands and advertiser solutions, how Epic Games, which owns Fortnite and the Unreal Engine, partners with brands to help them launch into their metaverse. We're not a gaming company, we're not a licensing company, but really we are all of that and we like to consider ourselves an ecosystem company. We are unique in the sense that we provide many of the pieces that are needed to build the open metaverse. We have the tech and tools to create assets and experiences with a real engine and our suite of creator tools. We have the services to help create and connect the worlds with our Epic Online services. We have the experiences with more than 500 million players and billions of connections with Fortnite, Fortnite Creative, Rocket League, and many others. And finally, we have an incredible community of creators that we support with mega grants, with fellowship programs, and really by providing the same exact engine that we use to create our games, complete with open source code, free to download. And so that is what we offer brands. In addition to that, what we do is we often partner with them or collaborate with them to make sure that we can help them really create experiences and worlds where their consumers can interact with their products in a highly realistic fashion. Among the most memorable collaborations and another metaverse fashion moment for sure was when Epic collaborated with Balenciaga to produce Afterworld, The Age of Tomorrow. This gaming experience powered by Unreal Engine included 50 digital humans in volumetric form, or holograms for lack of a better word. 
Each of these was modeling apparel from Balenciaga's Fall 2021 collection. I have personally been doing work with a Microsoft Mixed Reality Capture Studio called Avatar Dimension. They are the only volumetric capture studio of this caliber on the East Coast and a partner to Dimension Studio from London. The team I work with at Avatar Dimension helped with processing some of these 50 captures of the models. So this project is near and dear to my heart. This is a, a collaboration that started with Unreal Engine. And so what we did is we, Balenciaga used uh, Unreal Engine to build a deeply emotional branded storyline to debut their fall 2021 collection online, where there are these two characters falling in love in a virtual futuristic world. And then we continued that storyline into Fortnite, where we added some of Balenciaga's most iconic outfits. And also in Fortnite Creative, where we said we added a virtual store and virtual billboards. And finally, in the squares and the stores of major cities, where billboards came to life in 3D, and consumers could buy Fortnite Balenciaga items in real life. So I think this is a real example of how physical um, and virtual can blend, and uh, consumers can connect, try on, or shop in kind of like a transmedia uh, fashion. This episode isn't meant to be an exhaustive list of every fashion metaverse collaboration. Instead, we hope to have inspired you to think about the future of fashion in light of emerging trends in technology. One thing that we know for sure is that there are many metaverse fashion moments ahead of us, and they will certainly build on the experiences and collaborations that we have explored in this episode. I think it's important to pause and appreciate just how fashion is influencing the metaverse and in turn, how Web3D is transforming fashion. As Megan McDowell reminds us, it is a total mindset shift. I think fashion in general, not just when you're looking at the metaverse, but when you're talking about these technologies and these projects that we're seeing, it requires a pretty big mindset shift. Um, you know, I, th I think the, the idea of collaboration, of working with these endemic creators to create something instead of just having this one genius visionary dropping a design into a space and saying this is this is cool and 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 this is desirable it's it's totally changing the dynamic of creation and who has power who dictates what's in style who dictates what's desirable. So I think that's a really, really interesting shift. Another thing that I think is really interesting is that as with many tech projects, especially the customer facing tech projects, it requires brands to be more risky. And, you know, so often in fashion, there is this pressure on luxury brands, especially to be perfect, to not show how the sauce is made, to deliver something that is so exceptional that there is no room for error. And I think when you're looking at new spaces, new ways of designing, of talking to customers, of showing your products, of selling your products, inherently someone has to be first and someone has to take a risk. And we're seeing brands experiment in a way that I think is really refreshing and exciting and it's making them vulnerable. So it's really inviting brands to be more playful, more down to earth. And I think overall it's creating a reckoning among fashion about what is desirable, what is valuable, and why. Thank you for listening to episode seven. The Metaverse Marketing Podcast was brought to you by Adweek. It's hosted by me, Kathy Hackle, 
and edited by Divergent Productions. Amanda Costco is our executive producer, and Al Manorino is Adweek's production director. If you like our podcast, please subscribe or follow and leave us a review. This will help more people find the podcast as they navigate the metaverse waters. If you're listening to us on a podcasting app, you already know how to get your podcast. So please subscribe. If you're on Adweek's website, consider subscribing to the podcast by searching Metaverse Marketing in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tune in next week for our eighth and final episode of the season. Time has flown by and soon we'll be at the end of the first part of our journey. You're listening to Adweek's Metaverse Marketing Podcast hosted by Kathy Hackle. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you in the Metaverse. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.